I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. By the way, if you got your Leaving Cert results today... Was it a good day or was it a bad day? And why is that happening? That's horrible. Let's turn that down. Nah, nah, it's probably a little bit better. There we go. Uh, apologies, apologies. Um, no, if you did get your leaving cert results today, was it a overall good day or overall bad day? Drop us in a message and let us know what the crack was because it seems to be that most people were happy out. Yeah, I think people were happy. I heard, I don't know how true it is, that 2020 was a really good year for the results that most people did quite well or above average. Yeah, I saw that as well. If yeah. you uh one of the best years on record and nobody sat an exam. Okay, I know the leaving cert was obviously the whole pandemic thing not doing the exams was mental, but like if you're in sixth year and you I got better results, you'd have been like this. Yeah. Boom. Now, if I had you'd been be someone delighted. who was studious that was looking to do yeah. medicine or something, you would hate it. You would have been so upset. But someone like me who was just Wasting away in school was perfect. You would have been like, hang on, if I don't have to six I, B's. I don't have to do what? That. Amazing. Get it in. Yeah, I would have loved it. Um I, but I don't think they had the same hype. Listen, they didn't have the same hype, but they no. got the handiest results ever. None of this freaking out in the exam halls, none of this we were talking about last week trying to cheat, none of this panic attacks up till four in the morning and you're like, oh wow, I got the equivalent. I don't don't even know what the story is now with calculating points, you get different H's, H1s and 2s and 3s and all that stuff, right? But I imagine you'd be absolutely delighted. I know, right? Some people are like, it was really stressful, but I know there's just as many, if not more people out there going, I was grand. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Got all these points, didn't even have to study. Brilliant. 100%. I'm so annoyed. I knew this day was going to come. Like yeah. when we were in school, even if it was snowing, you'd be made go in. The only thing we had, I remember, was there was foot and mouth. Remember foot and mouth was a thing for a while and they had to cancel a lot of stuff and you had to like walk in a basin of disinfectant and that was about it. Vaguely remember that. Yeah, it was a foot and mouth disease. But they didn't close down the school? Oh, no, they didn't. No, they made you go in. You had to lick the side of a cow on the way in and do your exams. That's what they were making you do. Oh, it's tragic, isn't it? Although the only thing I will say is, I mean, there's no such thing as a leaving cert holiday now or a night out. No. No, there's not. And that, for me, was obviously the highlight of sixth year. But would you have given that trade-off if you got, let's say, an extra 50, 100 points? God, no. To sacrifice your leaving cert holiday? No way. No? I had the best time and I didn't even need points to go to the college I went to. So you were like, listen, I'm doing jam making and Dundalk and ah. I'm going to go on my holiday. I want any of these, yeah. these bonus points. I went to Crete and I had two weeks of blissful fun. The, um, I'm sure as well, the 
everyone knows the one or two people in your year that are just the geniuses who are going to get six, seven, eight, nine A's. Yeah. So that must have been handy enough. Like, there'd be no question on them. Like, if they got a B or a C, I think they'd be devastated. But I'd say the teachers knew that, okay, listen, you're, you're Donald, you're a genius. So you're, we're not worried mm. about you because he probably studied anyway. He probably did the exams on his own. Yeah. He did up his own exams to test himself. Oh, Those yeah, 100%. And, like, at least that is the good thing about this, that they kind of mark them up as opposed to down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even the ones that were clearly going to do absolutely terrible, they still probably didn't do amazingly well, but they they did okay. Better than expected. Better than expected. So, yeah. Then I know, obviously, some people haven't... Uh, gotten their results as of yet who will be sitting the exams in November so that'll be fun for you as well but um, if you did get your results today how are you feeling after the whole thing overall happy overall sad yeah because we've had a few people that messaged last week saying that they were anxiously awaiting the results we did do our um, psychic reading on one of them oh, yeah. to see how they would do um, oh yeah I don't think it was meant to be too good. But look, I mean, maybe they proved us wrong. Better than expected anyway. Yeah. It wasn't amazing, but you're probably getting a little bump up anyway. So listen, uh, let us know if you're leaving your students, how you get on um, and what the crack was. And <laughs> is it now a Zoom holiday? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, oh, how sad is that? Remember that thing you were talking about, the uh, app that you can get where you think you're, not you think you are, but you can go on tours of different monumental places yeah. and go to see... Do like the virtual Tower. reality tours. Yeah, yeah, virtual reality tours in different countries. Would you really want to do that? Like, let's go to Crete and sit by that pool that everyone sits by yeah. on their sixth holiday. Woo! In a VR headset, remotely, socially distanced. Horrific. Probably not going to be the best news anyway. No. Uh, but let us know. Now, uh, if you don't do this in a relationship, apparently you just don't care. You're just so beaten up in your relationship that you're just like, I don't even have the energy, the effort to care anymore. I'm just going to be a doormat and let you walk all over me and not even react. <gasps> yeah, pretty much. So this is shocking, I think. Because this is something that you would assume is related to a breakup of a relationship as opposed yeah. to what will keep you together in the long run. Uh, which is? Which is, of course, arguing. So not arguing in a relationship has been proven... To represent a lack of interest. Really? And you know those friends that you might have that will be like, mm, we never fight. Well, I never fight. No, we never fight. You never fight. Huh? What do you mean you never fight? Huh? You're a doormat. A doormat, yeah. Literally, she just says whatever she wants. And I'm just like, oh, here, I just don't care anymore. So you'd never fight about anything? Just get very passive aggressive. That's my strategy for dealing with conflicts. But does she not then react to that and ignore you for five days? Well, yeah, they're both passively aggressive. But then it erupts, obviously, because nope. you have to make up again. And then you say, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. And then she's like, well, hang on. No, not really. Well, you shouldn't be together. <laughs> According to the study, this is a... You well, are, get you her are on the line. Doomed. Absolutely doomed. Yeah, apparently, if you don't argue, it could, in many cases, be reflective of the level of comfort between two people or lack of. So maybe you're not comfortable around her. So what do you mean? So if you don't argue then you are suppressing your feelings towards oh that person. So you you might as well just not be with them. Oh, God. You don't care enough. I'm going to pack my bags this evening. You now. should. Now, it did go on to say, because I was thinking this is ridiculous, and obviously in every relationship I've had, I've screamed the head off. Mm. You know, the usual. Not healthy, but Not okay. healthy, but, you know, I'm very outspoken, and that's just the way I am. But uh, they said, obviously, abusive and disrespectful arguing is not what they're talking about. Ah, uh, okay. So you right, can't just okay. turn around and be like, well, your mom is a... So I can't go home and just start throwing a lot of plates against the wall. No, I wouldn't do that. Very Italian, very Mediterranean, you know, get very passionate. 
Or he, he, would they kind of try and insult you by saying, you're just like your mother. <laughs> and you're like, what? What, what was that? What? What's wrong oh, yeah. with my mother? Yeah. You're oh, just yeah. cold. You're just this and that. So that's disrespectful and that needs to be avoided. But um, yeah, complete lack of conflict denotes a suppression of feelings. So what are you meant to do instead then? You're meant to have What's healthy he- arguments. What, what, is, what is a healthy argument? Don't keep things in. Don't be passive aggressive. So basically, if, if you come home and she has... Hasn't cooked the dinner. I'm telling you now. Does, does my head in. No, I don't even know what people do argue about, though. Yeah. Like, what do most people argue about? Money? Uh, maybe, maybe not doing enough around the house. Not doing, doing your fair share. Yeah. You know, constantly going out. But isn't there different levels? Like, that's kind of, to me, petty. That's stuff that isn't worth ignoring each other over. But I think something like lying or saying you were somewhere where you weren't or saying you're going to do something or, yes. and you put on the long finger. and Sleeping you, with her best friend. Sleeping with her yes. best friend oh, is never good. Always a problem. Um, yeah, not coming home, not knowing where. Like, I think that's a little bit, you know, crossing the line. Seven years in, not one argument. We bicker every day, but never a full-blown argument. Just don't see the point in it. Well, I think that's what they mean. You bicker because you care. And apparently that shows you care. Fighting helps, apparently. This is what the psychologist said. Fighting helps avoid mutual resentment as heated discussions are as a result of subdued problems. So it is good to have a little bicker, but I, I guess if you start, you know, losing your rag, like... Yeah, screaming. Really, yeah. Just kind of, if you start punching yourself in the head for an hour. Exactly. It's not going to be ideal. Probably not a good one. That's mad. But you I still don't understand how you can get to seven years and not have an argument. Have you not had a full-blown, you know, where you question the relationship, where you're like, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to pack my bags. And then you walk halfway down the drive and you just don't have the balls to go the whole way through mm. it. So, you know, like run away when you were four years of age. Yeah. You got, there. you got to the end of the garden and you just yeah. stay there for 10 minutes and came back. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it was a big deal. You ran away for 10 minutes. You know, baby steps. You'll get 12 minutes the next time. Seven years in and not one argument. Yeah. I find that fascinating. I mean, does that mean they're just really compatible? Are they just both really nice people and very committed? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, surely, there's been, surely there's been something that you might be forgetting about where it was like, oh, there was actually that one time where... Where I, I left and I didn't uh, come home. Yeah, she got really drunk and nearly fell out in front of a bus and it was that kind of stuff. Yeah, there has to be something. But I really want to know. I'm nosy now tonight. I want to know what is kind of the one thing that people argue about in a relationship in 2020. Like, in my head, it would have to be lies or money, you know, you know, not paying half the rent or whatever it might be. Yeah. It has to be something serious. There surely is levels of disagreements. What are you arguing about? Oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Like Shannon got in earlier on, giving out about her boyfriend. She Obviously, is. in a funny way, she was saying, "You know what?" He's um, wrecking her head. Wrecking her head, and she said, "He's definitely playing too much FIFA." Yeah, see, that's doubt. grand. That's wrecking her head because he's playing too much FIFA. That's not going to draw you to leave him. Well, it might, but you know, it probably won't. They have to be doing. You have to be doing something big to to walk away. But I'm just trying to think now. That FIFA thing got out of hand where it's three, four, five hours each night. Maybe he's not sleeping properly. Maybe he's just exhausted during the day. Then all weekend, they're like, let's go out and do a thing. He's like, sorry, I'm just just uh, doing really well in this tournament here at Barcelona. So if I leave now, I'll lose everyone. So, you know, just, just another hour. Well, I used to do this thing where I wanted, and this is probably a little bit, you know, 
strange, but I wanted them to be going to bed at the same time as me because I find it comforting to sleep next to somebody. Yeah. So if they were still awake and I was going to bed, I didn't like that. Right. So if they were playing their PlayStation till five in the morning and I was wrecked tired, I, w- I would get annoyed because I wanted to sleep, but they were still having the crack. And you're like, so, well, if you're missing out. Yeah. I wouldn't be having a crack, but I'm tired. But I'm too tired, so come to bed <laughs> and stop. And then they'd stay in bed and go on their phone, and I hate that too. Do you? <sighs> Lack of sleep, if I don't get my sleep now. But how does them being on, on their phone, if you're over the other side of the bed? The light. But you turn the light all the way down, and you put on the blue filter, and then it's just like a little orange glow, and they can't see anything. I still hate that. Really? Yeah, hate that. We so I've had people with pillows and everything blocking the light. Yeah, yeah, what if, what if their head's underneath the, Literally. the blanket, and they're just playing away in your grand? I had a uh, rule years ago. No phones in the bedroom. Oh, rule. I had a rule. It's very controlling behaviour now. Isn't it? Yeah. Didn't last <laughs> like a day. I was like, fine. But um, yeah, that would have been for me. The lack of sleep, I, I couldn't cope. Yeah. But a snorer as well. If someone snored, I'd have to leave them. Really? They were your soulmate and the one thing that they did wrong yeah, was snore. they snored. Wow. It would really drive me insane. Um, but yeah, anything bigger than that, what, what are people fighting about? I want to know. I need to know the answer. Uh, 0876797104. Kygo. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Still to come, uh, Lauren Gross from the last one standing game will be on shortly. A brand new uh, board game set up by three graduates from uh, Port Marnock. She'll be on in a couple of moments' time just to talk about how and why and whether or not it was a good idea to set up a business during a global lockdown. I mean, if you can survive a global lockdown, you can survive anything. That's on the way very, very soon. Uh, We were talking about new research that's come out to suggest that if you're not regularly arguing with your other half, you're dead inside and don't care about them. Yeah, exactly. You are probably um, not into them like you should be. Which is weird. Now, again, we're not talking about very passionate Mediterranean fights where you're literally frisbeeing plates into the wall out the back garden. True story. I had a neighbour like that before who did that every, every Saturday afternoon. Bappity-boppity-boppity, smash. Oh, wow. Like three or four hours on end. But they loved each other. Um, just talking about, so we just like to know, you know, it's, one, it's about having healthy disagreements and, and, you know, conflict and working through that conflict because apparently if you don't, you've just given up and you're just like, you know what? Don't even have the energy yeah. for this anymore. I'll just have an affair. Just bowing out. <laughs> yeah, gracefully bowing out. Going, That's fine, don't worry about it. So listen, we'd love to know... Um, you know, what are the things that you kind of, you're arguing about, bickering about? 87 uh, Thomas is on the line. Thomas, what's the story? How are things? Hello, Hello Thomas? Thomas is gone. Have we lost Thomas? Uh, Thomas? Thomas sent in a great message there. But um, look, I, that message up there looks very strange. The second message. It's usually about... <laughs> Certain positions in the bedroom. Oh, right, yeah. Arguing about those uh, positions. He probably means where he wants to move the bed. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we need to move that down from the window. Uh, you said Kygo and Whitney Houston. Is that not Tina Turner? It is. Good spot. Well done. Uh, we'll see if we can get... Uh, let me see if we can get uh, Thomas back on. I don't think he's available. Um, it's usually about sex positions with my lady. She's just like... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, okay. Is, is that talking about you? I know, I was thinking that. Like, I yeah, think I was that, like, that mm, just looked like what I said. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe. Uh, hang on, we might have uh, Thomas back here. Thomas, what's the story? How are you doing, guys? Sorry about that, sir. How are things? Good, good. Sorry, I got cut off. I just doomed the taxi. Oh, right. No, no problem no at all. Though. No problem this at all. is hilarious because I have done this myself, not driven to where you have, but have just been in such a rage where you just get into the car and you end up in the back end of nowhere. Yeah, tell us what happened, Thomas. So, me and the wife, we mostly argue about the kids, generally about the kids, something they've done. And we had a massive argument one day. And I just grabbed my phone, my keys, and drove, listened to the radio. <laughs> and she rang me about two hours later, and I realised I'm in Derry. <laughs> you drove to Derry, and you had no idea? No, no, it was just because I was human, just kept the head down and just drove and realised <laughs> I was in the arsehole of nowhere in Derry. Oh, my God. I That's impressive. That. Yeah. That yeah, is impressive, Thomas. I've like I've done exactly the same thing. There's something you just have to get out of the house, and you don't care where you're going or what you're doing. You must have been in such, such a rage. Yeah, and I just like to go and clear my head, you know. And it's just <laughs> the funniest is you just said that the two of you just started laughing about it afterwards. I'd be like, "Why did you go to Derry? Who's in Derry? Who are you going no, to meet?" No. She she brings it up every now and again when we have an argument. Are you going out in your car now? <laughs> Brilliant. It's it's funny. Um. So, like, can you remember what what your head was like when you were in, or when did you suddenly realise where you were? Like, oh, she rang me. She kept she kept ringing me and ringing me, and I just ignored her. And after a while, I I answered and pulled over, and then I kind of realised where am I? Oh. I'm in Derry. I better turn around. <laughs> Next time you should drive onto a ferry and just go across mainland Europe. Like, Where are you? I'm in Switzerland, all right? I was so angry. You'll know how angry he is based on how many miles he's drive, he's driven away from the house. He'd probably follow me there. <laughs> She's like, oh, you're not getting away this far too much. My God. That, so, I mean, that, that's obviously uh, one of the worst ones, maybe. I take it you haven't driven much further than that now. No, no. Look, we're together 10 years, so I mean, any couple that says they don't argue, they're lying. I think the same, Cormac, you are lying. No, we Again, yeah. we've ha- we would have like the yearly blowout, where uh, literally I'm doing exactly what Thomas is. No, I did that recently enough, got in the car and just had to drive. And she was convinced, because we don't argue that often, she was convinced I was leaving. Oh, what? Well, Full tank, yeah. Did she ring you, no? Uh, no, 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 it was that bad that I just came back, came home and just got, got stuff and just drove for a couple of hours. I didn't really go anywhere, I was just doing laps to the area. You know what I mean? I didn't didn't have the balls <laughs> to get on the M50. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Driving <laughs> Well, Cormac, Cormac, let me tell you, after 10 years of marriage, when you get married, everything changes. Oh, Everyone keeps downhill. telling us to me, yeah? Everyone keeps telling <laughs> us. Like, everything changes. What In exactly? What way, yeah, yeah, what are we talking about here? Uh, everything. Oh, 
why would I have I get I get why would I have to kiss you? I sleep beside you every night now. Oh God. Come here, it's all good. I'll be honest with you, Thomas. You haven't sold it too well. No. <laughs> well, we're still together after ten years. In, in, my, in my house, there's a selection process. It's the kids, the dogs, and then me. Ah, uh, okay. That's so usually the way it goes. Third yeah. down on the rung. Yeah, I, I'm I'm third last. She kisses me after she kisses the dog. <laughs> That's what 10 years of marriage does to you. Do you know what? I mean, I suppose at least you know. At least there's no confusion over where you're sitting. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. I, I get to listen to you guys every night and it makes me smile, so... Well, that's good. That is good. Cause that's how bad his relationship is yeah, with the wife. I was just going to say, yeah, shit, that's not a good sign. <laughs> well, well, see, I was the Thomas that was annoying Saoirse there for a while with, uh, I won't mention, but legs. Oh, you're the Thomas that was saying that I had hairy legs. Yeah. Do you know what's really funny, actually? You know, the way you have to keep, you probably don't know this, you have to keep going back to get your laser hair removal done, oh, like dear. every six weeks. But right. I had put tan on my legs recently and it just wouldn't come off. Right. So when I went, she was like, I can't do your legs because that tan is not coming off. You need to exfoliate so you can't come back for six weeks. So I do actually, Thomas, have hairy legs now. Well, I promise I won't slag you about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, l- listen, Thomas, if I'm ever um, feeling the need to, you know, get in, into a car rage and just drive around for hours, I'll give you a buzz and then maybe you can uh, you can talk me down from the ledge. Yeah. Sure, I can bring you there. I won't put on <laughs> <laughs> That'll be even better. I'll book you. I'll be like, listen, Thomas, we're going to Derry White. No reason. Just had a row. But, um, All right. Yeah, thanks, guys. Listen, thanks for popping on, Thomas. Take no it easy. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. That's, oh, that's hilarious. Brilliant. Yeah. That's hilarious. At least they laughed about it afterwards. Yeah. That's like, the main ah, thing. Get back here now. But you do, you can get so one dimensional or something where you just can't think of mm-hmm. anything else and you're like, bye. The car is great though, because at least you're on your own in the car and you can drive and you can kind of just blare the music and start singing to it. Well, the, the blare the music or it's just. Hello, darkness, my old that too, yeah. We're going to yeah. Derry. Mm. I've come to talk with yeah. you again. Listen, if you have uh, any other things like that. Your fun arguments that wind up either driving to Derry or just losing your mind, let us know. 0876797104. We have to move on. On the way next, a new board game invented right here in Dublin by three guys from Port Marnock, friends for life, college graduates, apparently lost their jobs, lost all their plans and had nothing to do. With it. So they said, now is the perfect time to set up a business. Uh, Lauren Gross will be on from Last One Standing. It's a brand new board game that's been set up here in Dublin. She'll be on next to tell us more about what exactly is going on. But that's next here on F104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. Good evening. Hope you're well. Obviously, uh, the whole COVID situation has been a massive, uh, a massive pain in the hole for the last number of months. We're slowly getting out of lockdown, but obviously a lot of people have been negatively impacted. Maybe your business has been negatively impacted. Maybe you've you know, either had your hours cut or you've lost your job or you're a pub and you can't even open. You've absolutely no idea what's going on. Incredibly tough times and probably the, the worst time ever to try and set up a, a business from scratch. But uh, three guys, very, very young guys from... Guys and girls, I should say, from Port Marnock in Dublin decided to do just that, were negatively affected by the whole COVID situation uh, and said, you know what, let's let's try and sort this out now um, and do something about it. And they set up a, a brand new board game called Last One Standing and joining us on the lounge is one of the founders, entrepreneurs, business whizzes behind that. Um, she's together with two other people who have done this. Lauren Grouse. Lauren, how are things? 
Hi, Cormac, how are you? Yeah, doing really good. This game uh, looks interesting. Looks like, uh, you know, a, a perfect time during a COVID pandemic when a lot more people are staying in. But yourself and it was two of your friends decided to kind of uh, put your heads together and do this. Can you tell us where did the uh, idea kind of spawn from and, and how long have you been working at this? Yeah, so basically, kind of like many others, um, myself, my friend and business partner Fiona, we hadn't seen our friends in like a really long time. Um, we decided to make the game to kind of liven up uh, the night in with our friends. We were all kind of meeting up after lockdown. And we made it by hand. And it was basically just a board game which would comprise of about 80 squares and just like different challenges and things like that. And we brought it around to our friends. We just had so much fun playing it. Like, it was such good crack. And then people were messaging us on Instagram, being like, where did you get this game? Or like, how did you make it? And our friend Connor reached out and was like, oh, this looks deadly. Like, I've seen this. It looks like such good fun. I think there would be a place in the market for this. Because obviously, you know, the night I've seen, as you said, it's changed so much. People are staying in more now. And you're kind of like looking for something to kind of liven up um, nice in with your friends. So that was basically when we made the decision to come to together the three of us and commercialize the board and start selling it and that's when the idea for last one standing came about and then from there it took us about six weeks to get it to the market so obviously um with lockdown it actually kind of became a silver lining that we had so much time off that we wouldn't have previously had because like we were supposed to be away for the summer in like chicago we all had different plans and then they all fell through fiona and connor had both been uh, they'd lost their jobs and we all had this extra time so we decided like why not let's give it a go and yeah we spent seven weeks working on it and we launched on the 30th of july amazing like to go into business and have no probably idea that you were going to do this to begin with so when during lockdown this was just for fun yeah exactly it was just made like to kind of um have a fun night with our friends and just to kind of have a bit of crack and maybe do something a bit different and then it was only then afterwards that it kind of came about this idea that there might be a potential spot in the market and kind of like i suppose a new niche had kind of appeared with people doing staycations and like as i said just sort of a different nightlife scene and a different way of hanging out with your friends that we kind of decided to try and and sell it and introduce it but i noticed during lockdown you did turn to things like card games and board games and stuff that you probably would have had 100 years ago yeah it yeah. was weird actually so there was definitely obviously a market for it so has it done well yeah absolutely we've actually been really overwhelmed with the response so we mainly we, lo- we launched through social media so last one standing game with our instagram and then we just launched our website as well that's how we launched it um and after we're selling the board game uh which is www.lastonestandinggame.com and we kind of got our friends to share it we launched some promotional content and um, that's how we got the word out there and we've also been really lucky as well this is some really great irish influences out um, like James Kavanagh, Kay Jackson, Charlie Mercy, they were all great and like put it up for us and many others and they kind of like were kind of helping support us because obviously we're a student startup and they helped us get the word out there and lots of people who have played it have also put it on their, on their Instagram and we've kind of circulated the message that way so yeah it's been doing really well and uh, it's been keeping us really busy. Anything to take you away from a family Zoom quiz night in I'm yeah. like 100% <laughs> behind where you're just like okay that's enough of that but you were saying were you meant to be in Chicago this uh, summer. I was, yeah. Myself and Fiona had planned to go on a J1, so we had jobs working in a bar in Chicago, and Connor was supposed to be travelling around South America, and then, obviously, these all fell through, and then um, we had, me and Connor had grad jobs planned for September, which has been pushed back, so once again, like a, a previous oh, time no. where we wouldn't have had the time to kind of do this, we've now had like more time, and just sort of had the opportunity, so we were like, let's just go for it. Your parents um, must be so proud, like, to... <laughs> 
come up with this invention all by yourselves and obviously what was unplanned and all the rest of it are you going to stay in business together do you think yeah hopefully so we have um, a lot planned coming up and you know kind of like we're looking at bringing some partners on board and kind of growing the, the company and the business so hopefully yeah absolutely we plan to, to keep at it and, and stay in business with three of us where did you get where are you getting it produced like where are you getting the board game designed and manufactured so we worked with the designer to kind of create the image itself and to kind of build the board yeah. and that was at the that was kind of the initial uh, concept and that took like a few weeks at the beginning a lot of back and forth and like many changes and then once we had the finalized versions we outsourced that and once we had the finalized version it's actually produced um in dublin so it's done in fingless and we get it printed so it's actually on a material it's not like a traditional board game it's on kind of a material almost like not so much a tablecloth but like a really durable water resistant kind of foldable material just in case you know anything spilled on it or just so you can like you know it's quite transportable and it's pretty easy to take places and yeah it's mad though because you know as you said if your jobs have all kind of if your jobs have been or the jobs that you'd lined up and been pushed back and everything has kind of the proverbial hit the fan 2020 hasn't been the nicest year for anyone at all but did you guys graduate this year or the year previously and um, so we just graduated this year so we've all finished college in may we all went to primary school together and then we're all from minus we've been friends for years and then i was living in france for the last two years and the Connor and Fiona went to college in Dublin and uh, yeah, we all just graduated in May so we're literally just fresh graduates into the global pandemic. <laughs> what, was the, um, what was the graduation like? I take it there wasn't any ceremony or anything. Was it like a virtual Zoom graduation or did anything even happen? So far for me, um, so far for all three of us, actually none of, nothing has happened. Um, so we're DCU, Trinity and TUD so we haven't had any graduations so far. I know UCD had theirs online but I imagine yeah. it will be an online graduation. Um, I'd say that's what it's looking like because I don't really think that they can do it any other way but yeah well, at least something good has come out of all of this. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was there thinking, what other board games need to be made? Do you know, what yeah. are we missing? Have you have exactly. you any other ideas? We do. We actually, we have a few ideas for that we're hoping to maybe get out in the market before Christmas. Um, and like, as I said, like the board game itself is kind of different in the sense that like, it does take a couple of different games. Like, as I said, there's like 76 squares of so, like each where it's like a different challenge so like it really ranges from things like there's like crab crawl race lip sync battle charades and then there's like other ones that are like truth or dare two truths one life like there's really quite a variety on the board like there's like several games in one but yeah hopefully we will have um more games coming soon in the future that'd be unreal forget how quick christmas is around the corner this could this could blow up and this could be your first million in the bag <laughs> Hoping. Let's manifest it. <laughs> well, uh, we'll be ringing in, in a few months. Going to go and you've lend a fifty quid there, Lauren. Just a little, <laughs> just a little suck here. So happy days. But uh, listen, uh, it's good. It's, I suppose it's good to hear a good news story coming out of the mess that uh, the COVID obviously situation is. Obviously, a lot of bad stuff and negativity on a daily basis. But delighted for yourself, Fiona and Connor, all out from Port Marnock there who are doing this. So uh, listen, very best to look with it. Hope it does really, really well. If you come up with anything else as similar and as mad as uh, last one standing, do give us a shout. But uh, Lauren, thanks a million for popping on. Thanks so much for having us on. Anytime, here's St. John Roses. It's Room 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. You can get in touch 0876797104 and let us if you've ever done let us know if you've ever done anything as stupid as uh, this, <laughs> this gentleman. Not his fault completely, but Burned his house down trying to <laughs> swat a fly. Uh, so, eight-year-old man over in France had one of those. Uh, I, I've never had one before, but those weird, what are they, like tennis rackety things that you used to try and 
murder flies with in your kitchen yeah, in your house? Yeah, they're electric and you basically just have to flick up this button and it's a very, very subtle noise of a kind of little buzz. Zzz. Well, I mean, it kills them within a swipe. It's amazing. It's just like literally two seconds in. And gone. Two seconds in, it's gone. Yeah, but I got one, a cheapish one off somebody recently and I left it on top of this yeah. notice board, this metal notice board that I have. Burnt through it. It melted on top of it. I can't imagine the cheaper ones are in any way safe, but this gentleman over in France did this and didn't realise that his apartment or his house was filling up with gas. It was a gas leak in his house. He turned this on, went to swat the fly, and the whole place blew up. As you can imagine, a house full of gas. If there's any sort of naked flame, good luck. See you, bye. Game over. Thankfully, he wasn't injured, isn't dead. I presume the fly is dead. I mean, the fly isn't going to survive that at no. all. But that has to be one of the... Like a pretty stupid, dangerous way to, you know, try and kill a fly and almost take yourself out. It's a pretty dumb, klutzy, stupid, dangerous thing it to do in your gaff. It is quite dumb yeah. now. It is, but it's something that you wouldn't think of doing because you're so focused on killing the fly. Do you True. know that kind of way? Yeah. So yeah. you're flying around with a racket and you don't care about anything else that's going on in the house. But it is one of those easily avoidable accidents. Yeah, have you, have you ever done anything similar where either through your own klutziness or stupidness or whatever, you wound up either smashing your house, house to bits or causing significant damage or almost blowing it up. Yeah, I did. The kitchen. Um, I think a lot of people can relate to this. So, taking something out of the oven, but I had also had something on the hob, but yeah. I'd taken that thing off the hob, hadn't turned it off, through the tea towel on top. Uh, and then I went to take out the stuff from the oven and, and the back whole up, kitchen's on fire. On fire, yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. Now, really funny, actually, over the weekend... This happened to my mom's house and it was hilarious. So she was trying to light candles for the table because yeah. a few of the bulbs had gone. Yeah. So she lit a piece of newspaper to light them but left the paper on the kitchen counter. Now, for some reason we didn't see this. We were sitting down at the dinner table and my sister said, I actually love the smell of that candle. And I was like, what, the smell of burning? There's a smell of burning. And she was like, it is quite nice. <laughs> and next minute we see the whole place is it's smoking. Oh, God, much. yeah. yeah. So she'd just forgotten to take the, the newspaper. So I learned it from my mother. Like. Yeah, I've nearly set the house on fire several times. Well, the first time I ever moved out was in college. And, you know, you suddenly realise that you're useless. You're yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah, you're totally useless. No, I haven't graduated much further from useless. Yeah. Still there. But uh, I was going out one night and I must have been only in the gaff a couple of weeks. And I was living with three of my three of my mates, a couple who were mates for us and one other mate. And they'd, they'd been living out for years. Yeah. Right. They'd been living out and we were in final year and all that stuff. And I was obviously getting excited. And then the first night I went out, I came down and uh, I left the hob on, like you did. I left the grill on because I was making well, some burgers. Dangerous. Left that on as well. Yeah. Uh, and I left the uh, iron on on the ironing board in the kitchen. So my housemate came back like hours later, like ten or eleven o'clock at night, and the grill was going full blast, the hob was going full blast, and the iron was going full. And she was like. Who have I moved in with? Oh, no. What idiot. That would make me so anxious, cause especially at night. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other time I set the grill on fire by, again, burgers are an easy enough thing to cook when you've moved out the first time. It's fairly easy. Again, you I would could, think, yeah. You, you would think. So I put them on the grill and then I, I was like, oh, if I close the grill door, that's a genius idea. Then you they'll don't. cook faster. It'll get hotter in there and yeah, happy days. Then opened it and flames just started pouring out from the oven up over the knobs. I couldn't even turn them off. So that was slightly terrifying. So I've done a lot of Stupid things that have almost destroyed the place and burnt the burnt house down. Yeah, no, I remember being on air. It was obviously back when pre-pandemic times, I think probably January or February, and I had to 
run home because I'd left the grill on. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Came home and the poor cat was nearly dead. So, yeah. uh, you know, I've definitely done silly things. But I also somehow managed to break an ex-boyfriend's toilet seat. <laughs> Which is really awkward because... You know, it's only a toilet seat, so you're like, ah, it's fine. But the dad just kept asking how that happened. How did it happen? I don't know. Just one I too just many, must have jumped on One too many bougions. <laughs> they were like, ooh. Yeah, it's really awkward. So, yeah, just breaking stupid things. Uh, I came home one night and I put tomatoes in the chipper and set the fuse board on fire. ESB had to be called. We had to move out for three days. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's bad. That, that's that's really bad, Gary. Gary, 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 that's that's impressive. You put tomatoes on your chipper. But did you did you have um like is it on those deep fat things? Yeah, it must have been. That's bizarre. That's a good one, Gary. It is a good one. Yeah. Thank you for that. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Let us know the last time you've almost burnt down your house. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Uh, I worry about this every time I have to kill mosquitoes in the kitchen. That's in from Lean. Why do you worry about that? Well, that you're going to set your house on fire? Well, carbon monoxide is a silent killer. Oh my God, you've just reminded me. And I have a cheapy one. Oh. Uh-oh. Although, is carbon monoxide flammable? Must be. I do have an alarm, though. But then you'd be worried every time you put the oven on. Yeah. Just have an alarm and it will detect any Gas unusual... Can you imagine that? Yeah. i got the fly, kaboom! Yeah, that's the end of you. Yeah. Like, if you've ever damaged your house in a significant, stupid way or nearly set the place on fire... Let us know what the story is. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one four. The dumbest thing. The du- I've actually done several dumb, dumb things in the mm. last while with regards to breaking things around the house. Let the I told you let the ironing board the legs slip out when I was trying to put it back away and it smashed into the radiator cover oh, that, yeah. that the father-in-law specifically made. Made. <sighs> Deep breaths with that one. But the stupidest thing I ever did was when I was a kid. I had a little bit of an overactive imagination and couldn't sit still. Yeah. I was in the house and it was our school tour the next day. And I think I was nine. And I was very excited because I'd never been to Quasar before. Ah, Quasar's great crack. Very excited. Yeah. Never been before. So in my little stupid nine-year-old head, I was imagining what it would be like playing Quasar. Right? (laughs) So I was running around the kitchen going, pew, pew, pew. Why are boys so dangerous? Running around, imagining what it would be like. And then there was one bit where I was like, imagining what it would be like getting shot and electrocuted. Because you hear it and you haven't played it yet. And you're like, oh, it shocks you. The little pad on it shocks you. So in my head, I was uh, in the kitchen. And my back was to the kitchen door, which um, had two glass panels, one at the top and one at the bottom. Mm. And I was imagining getting shot viciously, Hollywood movie style. Yeah. And I was backing up and backing up and backing up. (gasps) And I just smashed the back door completely. The bottom panel. Bottom panel, yeah. Try, it, try explaining that. Yeah, but did it stick into your leg or anything? Or? No, no, it didn't stick into it. It's just my, my, my arse broke it. My padded arse broke it. Oh, and I was just like, good. no. Did you go to Quasar in the end? I think I did, but it was a tough one to explain. Like, yeah. how did you do that? <laughs> Funny story. By man. the way, I got very excited. <laughs> Listen, I was just practicing. I was just getting in the zone uh, and doing that. So oh, I've bro- broken a lot of things. That would probably be, yeah, nearly setting the house on fire. Did I ever do that again after that? I, I don't think so, but that's... Yeah, that's bad. That's bad, yeah, yeah. that would annoy me now if I was your mum. Yeah, there's there's funny ones. I had a friend who... Now, I don't think it's her fault, really. iPhone charger, she had it plugged in during the night. Yeah. It went on fire. Oh. But it was a, you know, an iPhone charger that everyone has. But hers just happened to go on fire and she set her bedroom on fire, basically. 
Yeah, that's awkward. You always hear like the the Dublin Fire Brigade are always like that. They're always like never leave anything plugged in overnight. And what's the other ones? Have you ever done that with a hair straightener? Or like leaving I a hair straightener or curling irons on your bed and yeah. you're like, whoopsies. I have done that and I've driven home before to double yeah. check, but now the new ones have this thing where it turns off itself after a while. Oh, grand. So that's grand. But um, a charger, I would have a charger plugged in overnight every single night. Yeah, so would I. Like I have to, otherwise I won't wake up. Yeah. Um, but I have a friend who unplugs absolutely everything, the fridge and everything I'll before she leaves. Stop, everything. You? It's so strange. She's so paranoid about it. I don't right. think it's as bad as it was back in the day. There's obviously got safer fuse boards and all that stuff. Yeah. Thanks to Gary. Gary been setting things on fire, but now they've obviously put things in place, so things aren't. Uh, listen, if you've ever nearly almost set your gaff on fire, will you let us know? 0876797104. Maybe it was an exploding phone. Maybe it was, uh, I don't know, just leaving stuff in the microwave far too long. 0876797104. Back after Freya Riding's Lost Without You. It's Room 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. Cormac and Saoirse. Yes, you're getting it. Getting it? Correct, after a year and a half. You, ne- you never pulled me up on it. I shouldn't have to. I was close. It wasn't like, oh, hiya, hiya, Sandra. Ah, yeah, there you are now, Sandra Fairplay. I'm usually called Trisha. Saoirse, Trisha. It's kind of similar. Uh, eh. Yeah, over the phone, people are like, sorry, Trisha, uh, I'm just going to be the two seconds now. And that really upsets me. Yeah, I got Connor a lot. Oh, Hiya, yeah. Connor. That's yeah, it's <clears throat> Anyway, moving on. Um, we were chatting about a poor eight-year-old pensioner over in France blew up his house. F- squ- As you do. Swatting a fly. Yeah. So he had an electric uh, swatter thing, one of those ones that just murders and electrocutes a fly to death didn't realise there was a gas leak in his house and then turned it on went to swipe and kaboom mm. he was fine didn't did he die. kill the fly though? yeah I, he, he did he, he got incinerated it. that job done I suppose like, listen, who cares job done he's nearly dead and then he can move on happy knowing that he got that final fly out but just wanted to know if you've ever kind of um, done anything similar like have you ever nearly literally set the house on fire 0876797104 just from doing something stupid this this is phenomenal don't usually smoke but fancied a cheeky one. So I was smoking like a good thing out the window when I heard, when I heard someone. So I dropped the fag, came out of my, uh, came out of my room, only to realise the blinds were on fire. Oh! Literally my worst nightmare. Now, is that not karma? You shouldn't have been smoking. It's terrible. Uh, that comes in from Mary. Mary, how old were you when this was happening? Like, were you like 16 with your head out the window, kind of going, no one's going to notice, it's fine. And then, oh, God. You've always got those friends, like my sisters as well, were smoking. I think one of them still smokes very bad, very irresponsible of her. But she doesn't tell my mom, so she has to hide it. So she'd also go up to the bedroom that she used to stay in and be smoking out the window. Hilarious. Yeah. Fan out the window or the hoover in one hand, the fag in the other. Yeah. Just going to oh, God. Um, Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.